1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. In other words, love is the best proof of God. Mic drop! Can you feel the love tonight? I love you, I love you, I love you, and where you go I'll follow, I'll follow, I'll follow. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Oh, is for the way you look at me. Oh is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is, I don't know the words, but you get it, love. Welcome to the Undomesticated Housewife Podcast. I'm Stacy, and I am a mess. But I am also fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and I am on a journey to glorify Him in everything that I do so that I can serve my family well, love my friends deeply, and grow closer to the Lord. Whatever season you're in right now, I invite you to join me so that we can steward our gifts and abilities together and navigate the crazy chaos of being a mom, wife, and woman. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Love is in the air. You can probably hear my baby growling on my breast as we speak um, because motherhood knows no bounds. (laughs) Actually, I was going to ignore it, but it's like pretty severe. So (laughs) I'll be right back. All right. So loving your neighbor is a hot topic these days, especially like to be honest it's especially popular in people who are not actually christians they love to take the bible and they love to take god's word and just kind of use it to their own advantage and so these days you'll see a lot of you know whatever it is like getting the vaccine is loving your neighbor and on the other side some people are like well loving my neighbor is supporting you know, pro-life, like those kind of things. So, um, it's used for people's agendas, love, love, love. And I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's controversial and it shouldn't be. I mean, the Bible clearly maps out what love is, what it's used for, how we can practically live it out. And like the perfect example of love in the Bible, in my opinion, is Jesus freaking Christ. He is literally the best example of love. And yes, my child is still growling. And yes, I just said freaking when I was talking about Jesus because I am a hot mess, you guys. I am undomesticated. All right. So sorry about that. If that was disrespectful, Jesus, forgive me. I'm so sorry, Lord. (laughs) And I want to put a disclaimer. I mentioned those controversial uses of love, light, neighbor. But I am in no way going to state, like, talk about those things. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm not talking about those things. Um, That's not what this is about. That was just an example of how we today are hearing that phrase. And I just kind of wanted to redeem that phrase, if that makes sense. So here's my take, my thoughts. I'm not an expert. I am not 
my kids are currently screaming in the other room and I'm stressed out about it. Okay, so I'm no expert and I'm not going to pretend to be. These are just my personal thoughts that I really wanted to share with you. And yes, of course, because they're my thoughts, I think they're right. But I would love to use this as an opportunity to open up a discussion. So after you have listened to this podcast or like whenever that is, um, after you listen to this episode, I want you to go head over to my Instagram. That is where I mostly hang out and I am going to have a post and some stories throughout this week um, with an opportunity to discuss this, your thoughts on it, what you agreed with, what you disagreed with, whatever. I want to talk about it in a respectful, you know, mature way. So let's do this thing. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, so I've just accepted that there's going to be a growling or grunting or screaming child throughout this entire episode, and that's fine. We love it. So let's get started. I wanted to start off with kind of what I think is a significant example of what love is and what we should kind of do with that information, if that makes sense. So it's mostly going to be the gospel. Because I think the, it's mostly going to be references from the gospel is what I mean. Um, because I think the gospel is the perfect um, example of, of love. So my first one is to, I feel like the Bible tells us that loving others shows them Jesus. And like I did in my intro, I mentioned that I think love is the best proof of God. And I stand by that. I 100% believe that. And, and so I think we are given commandments and we are given these verses in the Bible, um, that explain why that is. And I'm going to go ahead and share that with you. So in Matthew chapter five, verse 13, and by the way, I read from the English standard version. This is my favorite version of the Bible. I don't know why I've read a bunch of different versions. I feel like this one is just the easiest for me to understand if that makes sense. Um, so to each their own. But Matthew 5, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So, (laughs) what does that have to do with love? We didn't hear the word love in that entire verse. True. But just a couple weeks ago, I was super inspired by Pastor Darius, um, the pastor of the church that we go to his sermon about salt and I just kind of wanted to share his thoughts because I feel like it totally connects to what I'm going to go into next (laughs) oh my goodness Oliver (laughs) I literally cannot so So in his sermon, he's talking about like evangelism, like being the movement. And um, he mentioned that these were his main points. Salt preserves, it enhances, and it entices. But it can lose its saltiness and it can also stay in the salt shaker. So what does that mean? So salt preserves. So you know that before they had refrigerators and freezers and stuff like that, they would use salt to preserve meats and like things like that. 
but it also enhances. So if you want to add flavor to your meal, what are you going to do? You're going to sprinkle in some salt. You know what I mean? I mean, it tastes delicious. Who doesn't love some delicious salty french fries, right? And it also entices. He mentioned a story of how um, people that have horses, they will use a salt lick, I think it's called, to entice them to drink their water when the horses were refusing water. Um, which makes like a lot of sense. But my favorite part of this was it can stay in the salt shaker. So if we're looking at salt as if it is, in, in his sermon, he was looking at it as like, you know, like the truth. We know what the truth is and we want to share it with people. I'm looking at it and I'm taking that and saying the salt is love. And if it's sitting in the salt shaker, what good is it? What good is it? Why Why would you not want to sprinkle that a little bit of that on everything you have? I mean, salt on watermelon, delicious. Salt on french fries, delicious. Salt on caramel, delicious. Salt on anything, to, in my opinion, is delicious. I mean, your doctor might disagree, but what good is it if it sits in that jar? I just think it's important to sprinkle that a little bit everywhere we go. And I wanted to use that example to go on to my next verse that I wanted to read from. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. And this part I think is really significant. By this, all people will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Okay, that's intense. So by loving others and showing other people the love that God has given to us and has shown in our lives, we can sh- literally, this verse says, by, all, by this, all people will know you are my t- disciples. We can literally show people Jesus. And what better way to show how much we love others than to show them Jesus? Do we not want more and more brothers and sisters in Christ? I mean, do we not want to expand the kingdom? And do we not want to grow this beautiful family of believers? That is so significant, in my opinion. I mean, it really, it, that one really blows my mind. I mean, honestly, what better way to show others that we love them than to show them to Christ? I mean evangelism is truly in my opinion again these are my thoughts one of the greatest forms of love i mean i want to see as many people come to heaven as possible i want to see as many people come to christ and build their faith and draw closer to the lord just as much as i want to see myself and my own family do that i want as many people to do that and i think that is a great example of love and so he says by this people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another I think another part that's significant about this, significant about this verse is how much our lifestyle can affect how we represent love, if that makes sense, and how we represent Christ. So here's just an example because I want this to make sense, so stay with me. Social media. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. No, I'm just kidding. Social media is tricky and dangerous. And 
although it it is those things i also truly believe that it is like the platform of the day i mean maybe back in the day before social media tracks were the thing and like holding up signs on the side of the road was the thing but today that's not gonna fly your social media platform is probably where it's at in terms of um evangelism Okay, so as tricky and dangerous as it can be, we can totally utilize it because it is like the tool of the day. <laughs> um, so we want to cater to, you know, what's popular. But there are wrong ways to love people, right? So like my example with social media, I promise you I'm getting there. I promise you I'm getting there. How much likely are you to love others towards Christ than you are to argue them to Christ? Let that sink in. How likely are you to love others to Christ than you are to argue with them to Christ? Pastor Brendan a few weeks ago also had a really inspiring message where he said, and this is a quote from him, I have never seen someone get saved by losing an argument on Facebook. And he's totally right. So while we may disagree with something online, or we may see somebody posting something that's not biblically sound, as much as we want to just go on there and argue and debate and be little keyboard warriors, that is not an example of God's love, in my opinion. You don't want to berate and condemn and judge people. Oh my goodness. No. Judging and condemning, that is not how Jesus did it. Okay? And I want to be like Jesus. Don't argue and don't condemn. Show love in your life. Show Christ's love in your life by living out your life righteously. People will see the difference. People will see your example. Your lifestyle can be a beacon of hope and love without you ever having to condemn or judge. Remember what Pastor Dare said, salt entices, right? I gotta go get my my grunting baby again, my goodness gracious. Your lifestyle can be proof of love. Just as much as it could, proof of love could be telling somebody with your words, I love you. You can also walk out your life and as an example of Christ's love so that people notice and are enticed, just as salt entices. We are the salt, right? We are the salt of the earth. Um, we can draw people in and they will start to ask questions and they will start to say, hey, there's something different about her or there's something different about him. And I want to know what that's all about. I want a little bit of a taste of that, right? You're sprinkling your salt everywhere you go. And that opens up an opportunity for a relationship. And when you build a relationship with someone, that is how you can open up those conversations, um, those deeper conversations about sin issues and theological issues and political issues um, in a healthy way. So going online and just saying, that's wrong, or um, God doesn't like that, or you know something like that, and being like judgmental and condemning about it, set yourself up for success by having like, just grace, okay? Oh my God, this, this child is killing me. Build a, a, like a, a relationship before you take that step into those deeper conversations. 
because this is where it also can get tricky. Just as much as not arguing with people is a form of love, a form of love is also not condoning sin. I saw this quote on Instagram that my mom shared and I wanted to share it with you because I think it correlates really well to what we were just talking about. Because just as much as not arguing about deeper issues and sin issues with people and condemning them and judging them, that it, how just as much as that is not a form of love, another way that we can misinterpret or, you know, kind of screw the pooch on showing love is condoning sin. So I want to read this real quick. Beware of manufacturing a God who is all mercy, but not just. A God who is all love, but not holy. A God who has a heaven for everybody, but a hell for none. A God who can allow good and bad to be side by side in time, but will make no distinction between good and broad in eternity. This goes on to talk, this quote goes on to talk about idolatry and how you're just making your own God. But the truth is, God is love. Yes, he is. But God is also the God of the Bible. And the God of the Bible is a God who hates sin. He loves mercy and he hates sin. And so a way to show people love is to show the God of the Bible. Another quote from Pastor Brendan that from the sermon that I quoted from earlier is if you are all love with no truth you are just accepting sin but if you are all truth with no love it's just brutality and so it's a fine line but the bible clearly says speak truth in love so while we don't want to be brutal and we don't want to condemn and we don't want to judge, we also do not want to ignore or condone these bigger issues. And we also cannot forget that we are sinners as well. We are all sinners. We all fall short, okay? And so it is not our place to judge or condemn. It is simply our job as Christians to love God and love people. And yes, there's right and wrong ways to do that, but that is why it is so important to get in your word and to get into prayer so that you can use your discernment on how to do that. Loving your neighbor and loving others is as much as it is a job and a task that God has appointed us to do as believers, it is not something that we can just put on a list and check off as we go. You don't want to minister and evangelize and bless people and show love just so you can say okay check i've loved someone today or i've loved nine people this week and like you don't want to be selfish about it in fact there's a verse philippians i think philippians um i don't know where it is but it's do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves my child He's nursing as per as per this entire episode. My goodness gracious. We don't want to turn loving people into, you know, a chore. 
you know we don't want to make it oh look at me i'm such a good christian i'm such a righteous person i'm so holy that's not what we want it's definitely needs to be genuine and it definitely needs to be from the the heart so i encourage if you if you're struggling to love others because you're just genuinely you know not a fan of them (laughs) i don't know how else to put it i would encourage you to just get into prayer about that because this is definitely a heart issue love is love is a heart issue Another way that I think the Bible tells us about the significance of loving others is that it is an example of obedience. So this is especially difficult for me um, because shame and fear, you know, they really hinder me from walking in obedience at times. I mean, it is an actual commandment in the Bible to love others. But sometimes it is really hard to love people, especially people you disagree with. But who are we to pick and choose who is worthy of love? Jesus was a friend of sinners. And he wasn't worried about he wasn't worried about his reputation or what others thought or you know anything like that. He just walked in obedience to what called God called him to do, which was to love to love others. I think the woman at the well is a good example. Um him eating with the tax collector Matthew, I think is his name. Um, I don't know. I don't know my Bible very well. Whoops. But um, Jesus, I mean, it, it says it, it's, he's known as the friend of sinners. What a significant example of love for us to follow. In a generation obsessed with cancel culture... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going there. Y'all, I am going there. In a generation so obsessed with cancel culture, that is so, like, counter Jesus. Don't you think? I mean, when you look at the bigger picture, there were so many people in Jesus's ministry that he could have canceled or probably should have canceled in our eyes. But who are we to pick and choose who is worthy of love and who is worthy of the example of God's love? Because check this out, you guys. People with differing political views. Scandalously dressed people. Homeless people. Addicts. Abusers. Convicts. Okay. Creepy politicians. All of them? are children of God. And all of them are as equally deserving of witnessing the love that he has for them through us just as much as the pastor's daughter next door, the man who leads Bible study, the righteous the righteous people we know. They are just as deserving of love. And it is not our job to deny them that. So how do you love people you disagree with? How do you love people that the world wants to cancel? Uh, I have one word for you. Prayer. Praying for them is a significant form of love. It is so intimate because it is private. It's not some big show that you can prove to people, look how good I am, look how loving I am. It is a private and intimate moment where you are praying for people 
as if I mean that is oh there goes my son again God's love is not exclusive to the church and its members our job as Christians is to be the hands and feet of of God I mean we are the body because if we are the body while his own reaching while his hands healing while his words teaching yeah you get it okay we are the body and I'm gonna you know what I feel like that was a pretty good quote I'm gonna quote that again God's love is not exclusive to the church and its members So, yeah, it's easy to love your neighbor who sits next to you in church on Sunday and who goes to Bible study with you and who shares your beautiful worship song that you posted on Wednesday night on Facebook. They share your your stuff. I mean, it's easy to love them because you guys are in alignment with your beliefs and you guys are in agreement. But how much harder is it and how much more effort and courage does it take to walk in obedience and love those who have wronged us? Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 talks all about loving your neighbors or loving your enemy enemies and praying for those who persecute you. And Matthew 6 verse 14 talks about how forgiveness is obedience is love. I mean that's not what it says. That's my inter- that's my take on it. Forgiveness is obedience and obedience is love. So, praying for those who persecute you and loving people who have wronged you or who you see as an enemy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Maybe that's a politician. Maybe that is um, a friend of a friend on social media. Maybe that's a fellow believer who has different theology, like follows a different theological view than you do. Loving them is a commandment that God gives us in the Bible. Okay, pause again because this is my life. Loving them is a commandment that God gives us in the Bible. And so if we are obedient to that commandment and we love them anyway, despite the wrongs they've done to us or the wrongs we think they do or however wrong we think their lifestyle is, that is us being obedient. And there he goes again. And I think walking in obedience is an example of love. I do. I truly do. Just like Jesus did. I mean, I just want to be like Jesus. Don't you? I mean, that's just me. This child's killing me, all. He's killing me. I just need a few more minutes, baby. An example I want to give that I have seen a lot over the years is the way people treat, like, homeless people. And this could get controversial, but, you know, I'm going to go there. So, Because this has been on my heart for years. I mean, you can ask. My dad probably knows this the most about me. But this has been on my heart for years. Um... Do you know how many conversations I have seen on Facebook or I've heard in person where somebody says, oh, I never give cash to homeless people because you never know what they're going to go use it for. I only buy them, you know, I'll get them a burger or some water or something, something they can actually use because I don't want them to go buy drugs. And I'm like, "Mm, that is yucky. That's icky. That is so judgmental. Who are you? Mm, Not your place. Okay, I'm not going to go there. What I wanted to say was, How often do you drive by somebody holding up a sign saying, need help, need food, need money, something like that, and you choose to ignore them because, oh, I don't know what they're going to use it for, or, oh, I don't have any change, so I'm just going to pretend I don't see them. You realize that person standing on that street corner is an actual child of God? Like, you realize that is, 
That is somebody that God created in his image. Okay, let that sink in. That person you're ignoring, that person you're judging before you've even spoken a word to them. How is that love? It makes me emotional. I'm getting fired up. You know what I do if I cannot financially give? I smile at them. I wave. I roll down my window and I say, how are you doing today? How can I be praying for you? I don't judge them. I don't say, oh, I don't have any money and they're probably drug addicts anyway, so I'm just going to pretend I can't see them and I'm going to keep driving. That is not... That is not a way that I can be loving. This child's killing me. That is not a way that I can be loving. But a a practical way that I, in my season, can love someone is to just offer a smile or a handshake. Because it's not my job to judge them and decide if they're worthy of it or not. Because guess what? Newsflash, God says they are worthy. God says they are. I'll try not to get too far into that because I get really fired up about it. But there's my little hot take for the day. Loving your enemies. Loving those you deem unworthy. Loving those the culture would cancel. These are all commandments by God. I mean, it doesn't say in the Bible those exact words, but that's my take on it. Okay, and it's hard. It is hard work especially in this day and age. I mean, especially in a world of social media. It is so hard. But I have some practical tips that can help us love people because I've said the word a lot. And in fact, the Bible says it like 350 times, I think, says the word love. And I've mentioned a lot, but we haven't actually mentioned practical ways to show that. So yeah, we know the why. We know what the Bible says about it. You know what you know what my thoughts are about it, okay? But how can we actually do that in a season we're in? I know some people show love by gift giving. I mean, you've you've probably heard of the love languages, right? Some people like to give gifts. But you know what? Some people are not in a season where they are financially stable enough to buy gifts or make these ginormous meals. Some people's way of showing love would be like hosting you know having people over inviting the new people at church over for dinner and some people like me are not in a season where we can be hosting because we are chasing itty bitty little people around our house all day you know like you have to find what's going to work for you in your season But absolutely utilize what you can to show people love. So let's dive into some tips and tricks and ways that we can practically show people love. And you know, to be honest, none of this is making sense because I'm kind of flying off the seat of my pants here, which is, you know, how I roll. That's how I do it. So I'm sorry if this isn't flowing the way you were hoping it would or how I was hoping it would. I really hope you get something from this. But okay, so here goes. So some practical ways to love others. Show them Jesus through lifestyle. That can look like forgiveness, not condemning, simply being a friend, not arguing, or causing others to stress, but having grace and leading by example. However, that's showing so showing Jesus as a way of love. That's also not condoning sin. 
Second one, physical examples of love. Smile. Invite them to eat. Invite people to sit with you. Engage in conversations catered to them and not yourself. Make people feel included. You know, make people help somebody feel seen. Just acknowledging people is such is such a significant form of love. I swear my baby's fine. I swear he is. The third one is pray. Prayer is powerful. And there is something to be said about the amount of courage it takes to pray for and over others. I mean, praying in our own time, in our private, intimate moments with God, bringing people up to him and lifting them up in prayer, that's significant. But you know what? Laying hands on someone and saying, can I pray for you? That is so significant. I want to give you an example. So I have a relative. I'm not going to mention who it is, but I have a relative who is not a believer. This person has actually been hurt by the church because of judgmental condemning Christians who have loved the wrong way. And so this person has a lot of trust issues when it comes to Christianity and Christians. However, they know that I'm a believer. They know that Nick is a believer. And there was one time they were going through a really difficult patch. And I said, I don't have anything to offer you, but I'll be praying for you. And this person said to me, I don't want your prayers. I don't believe in that. And I actually just straight up told them, I was like, you know what? That is the best way that I can love you because that is a significant part of my life, prayer. You may not believe in the power of prayer, but it is so important to me that the fact that I'm raising you up in prayer is my way of saying, I love you enough to bring you to my God and to put your situation in his hands. I mean, that's just the best way I can do it. And this person actually was like, wow, okay, I never thought of it like that and was really appreciative. And it really blew my, it really blew their mind when I said that. And so they allowed me to pray with them in that moment, in that moment. It was really powerful. It was really significant. Again, I'm sorry if none of this made sense. I kind of was rambling. My baby was growling. The other two were screaming at multiple points. And I hope my heart came across. I want to love my neighbor practically in a way that works for me in my season of life. And so right now for me, that looks like praying over people. That looks like having meaningful, engaging conversations online and on social media that do not involve me judging, condemning, or arguing. And that simply looks like me just smiling and waving when I can. Whatever season you're in, there's an opportunity. There will always be opportunities to show love. And I just want to encourage you with this today. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for the people that have wronged you. Pray for the people that you disagree with. Pray for our leaders. Guys, pray for our country's leaders. You may not agree with them. Maybe you do. But our country needs our prayers. And if you truly love the USA, pray for it. Prove it. Pray for it. (laughs) So anyways, I hope you got something out of this. I hope it made some, some scale of sense. I, I truly don't think I made much sense, but I really want my heart to be, you know, I want you to, to read, read what I'm putting down. Okay. We're the salt of the earth. We are the city on the hill. We want to entice people to Christ. 
We want to live our life as an example of Christ. We want to pray for those people around us, people in our lives. Love, y'all. Love is where it's at. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. I love you, and God bless. Friend, thank you for joining in this conversation. You can find a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other streaming services that will be linked in the description. I encourage you to head over to my Instagram at underscore undomesticated.housewife underscore. Join the community and let's do this.